I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Alienos Podcast. I am Smith. I'm Alpha Seth. Alpha Seth. Alphaverse Seth. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. Uh-huh. Yes. We're without, we're without Mar- Alpha or Beta or whatever Marcus this week, unfortunately. I think Marcus is a Sigma. A Sigma? You think Marcus is yeah. a Sigma? Yeah. You know, you know what? I used to be annoyed at the alpha male stuff, but now that it's gone to Sigma, I'm with it. I understand. Because now yeah. we're, we're making shit up. We don't care anymore. Yeah. I've heard there's like yogurt males now, too, which is like a whole new thing. It's like... Yogurt males. Apparently it's like even more Sigma than Sigma. So. That's... Yogurt is the terminology, huh? I think that Marcus is Cro-Magnus. <laughs> Which, you know, would have been an insult like 10 years ago, but now we know what we know about Cro-Magnons. They were actually uh, as advanced as humans and maybe even better than us in yeah. certain ways. Also, Cro-Magnon is such a cooler name than human. It really is. We kind of got the shorter end of the stick there. Oh, or should I say the shorter end of the, the wooden club right, that yeah. you use to kill all your food with. Well, like Homo sapiens does not sound nearly as cool as Cro-Magnon, you know? Yeah. Or even like, even like Australopithecus sounds better than fucking Homo sapiens, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we really got it. Got the shitty word. We think there's a cooler name, right? Like, we should rename humans. Exactly. There's no rules. Well, we can do whatever it's not like we have to be called humans. There's exactly. no rule for that. I contend that in the future, if we ever leave Earth somehow, we should call ourselves Earthlings. Isn't that... I mean, that's why aliens call us in movies. Right, yeah. We should be Earthlings, I think. Okay. Because yeah, that's like how, that. how it sounds. It sounds like Terrans or whatever. I don't like Terrans. I like Earthlings. No. Earthers. Terran is like the human of Space Wars. Just it is. Say, make, make something cooler than Terran. It's like people, people who grow up on the moon should be called Moonoids. Moonites. Moonites. Mooners. Yeah. Some of us want to get fancy and call them Lunars or Lunans. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're moon people. You're from the moon. Yeah. Hey, we could do a whole episode about what you name people from each planet. <laughs> Martians or just Martians? I mean, it doesn't matter if they're human or yeah, not. Yeah, they, they got a pretty sick end of the deal. Not only does their planet look metal as hell, but their name is pretty cool, too. Venusians got it sorted. Yeah. Mercury, Plutonians. I don't know. Yeah? Uranians? Yeah. yeah. Uranoids? Your Uranites. Uranus is. Yeah, you're trying, I know. Yeah, urinite. I don't know. Anyways, this is not. This is nothing. This is is nothing. That's completely bullshit. Didn't happen. Erase. Um. So I guess we should talk about a little bit. Uh. I mean, are we going to do? Are we going to do an episode about this? About the movie Seth or not? Do we? Do we? Do we come to a uh, conclusion on that? I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm if 
I consider myself equipped enough to mm. talk about the movie for an hour. Mm-hmm. There's, there's smarter people who can do that for me. So I think we can do we can do a segment on it though. That's fine. Folks who don't know, we are talking about the the 2022 film Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, by so that Daniels. is the title. That is the full title of the film. It's not mm-hmm. us saying that there's stuff all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's the name of a movie, and yes, it is directed by a directing collective named Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schneider Schneisert, I believe. Mm-hmm. And together, they are named Daniels. Yeah, and they have previously directed Swiss Army Man mm-hmm. and more. What more people have heard of, and that I didn't even know they directed, is the video for "Turn Down for What" by Lil Jon. Which is actually an incredible music video, and knowing they directed it makes so much sense. Yeah, that 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 turns a lot of keys in my head. Now I'm thinking yeah, about that it. That tracks, huh? Uh, this movie, uh, I was very surprised when it ended, and I saw it was produced by Joe and Anthony Russo. I was like, yep. the Russos were involved in a good movie. Interesting. Yeah, um, because they like get credit where credits due. Those guys must have just tracked these two throughout their career because they were apparently pivotal in offering them the role to do the Loki show. Mm-hmm. They wanted Daniels to direct and, you know, work on the VFX for Loki, but they turned it down because they were making this movie, which was a good move. Mm-hmm. But apparently the Russo still liked him so much. So they're like, yeah, we'll put our name on the movie. And I'm pretty sure that's actually what got them the biggest budget A24 has ever done is that they had these, you know, two really big name producers on the film. Yeah. I, I so. mean, I don't want to spoil too much about a movie for people out there who haven't seen it yet. Um, I'll just say, go fucking see this film. Get your ass in a yeah. seat. Yeah, for sure. It is. If you have, if you've, if you haven't decided to go back to the theater just yet, and you're but you're starting to feel safer about it, this is the movie to go for, no doubt. This as movie the, as is the, absolutely great. As the podcast resident COVID maximalist person. Put on a respirator. Put on two, three masks. Doesn't matter. Just go see this film. All right, it's worth yeah. it. Be safe for but, sure. But definitely go try and see this movie if you can. Cause it's amazing. And definitely support it at the box office if possible, because it yes. is you know it's getting eaten alive by stuff like Sonic the Hedgehog two, Morbius. which I also saw and enjoyed, but uh, uh, not as good as this movie. I gotta say, the summer of Morbius is just devouring all movies in its wake. Nothing can oh. survive. By the way, for listeners, I was saying I've seen Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and enjoyed it. I did not see Morbius, and I didn't enjoy it. Right. <laughs> I'm just, did, did anyone enjoy Morbius that saw it? Like, are there really, like, Morbius stands out there? I've yet to see a pot. I've seen people who are like, you know, it's not as bad as everyone's saying. It's okay. Uh, but I've not yet seen someone who was like, this movie is good. You should see it. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just curious if there's any reaction that'll happen. I don't, I don't think Jared Leto has that kind of cult mentality around him, you know? Well, he does have some kind of cult mentality around him. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's weird. Like, Zack Snyder can fool people thinking he has good movies, right? And he has a cult yeah. around the Snyder cut and all that. But I don't think Jared Leto has that kind of power, you know? No, I was referring to his sex cult of no, I know. girls. Okay, good. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think they, they drive movie opinions, I guess. Is, is yeah, I think they probably try to stay as low as possible. They probably <laughs> see less movies than anyone in the world. That's true, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, everything, everything Everywhere All at Once, which is a very hard title to uh, to always be saying... Yeah, but luckily the abbreviation is great. E-E-A-A-O. Yeah. It just rolls right off the tongue. Yow! Um, Ow! Um, stars Michelle Yeoh and... Yes. Is Seth, what's his, is his name? I always get it wrong. 
uh, the, the male lead in the movie. I'm not. I don't think I'd, I've ever said it right, but I, from how I would say it, it will be Kihu Kwan. Kihu Kwan, um, yeah. But I imagine it's maybe said a little more eloquently by someone else, um, so, who people might. He's technically one of the most recognizable actors in cinema history because he played Short Round in Indiana Jones, and then he was in the what Goonies. Was his character's name in the Goonies. Oh god, yeah. Did he have an insulting name in the Goonies? Or no, I think he actually had a. Uh, I think it was insulting to him being like a nerd. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Wasn't Data. Racist, I His name Data. was Data. Kind of like Star Trek. Yeah, I guess that's just true. So not as bad. It could, hey, no, in eighties movies, it, he could have been named something a lot worse. What was that guy's name for Sixteen Candles? It was oh my an awfully god. racist name. It was like Long Dong or something like that. It yeah, was, it was like Long Dong. It was bad. As or something. It was bad. It was really, should, really bad. We should not have allowed that to happen. I don't think we should have yeah. probably told. Was it Zemeckis or somebody who, who that was? That was, was uh, um, John, uh, John, John, John Hughes. Hughes. Stop, yeah. dude. You can't do this. You can't call him Long Dong. Whatever name was. That was a fuck Long up. Duck Dong. Long Duck Dong. Mm-mm. No, that was his name. Not allowed. Anthony Michael Hall as Geek. <laughs> they didn't even give. They gave the Asian kid a racist name and didn't even give Michael Hall a name. Oh man, couldn't get a name up in this movie. Damn. Geek. Um, but I want to talk about him real quick for a second because I can interested in what happened to him uh, in his career. And do you know what happened to him? By the, what, what, what was his deal was? No, so, I know he didn't really consistently work for you know a couple decades. Well, he retired from acting entirely in two thousand two. And wow. he said the reason for that was that he felt that Hollywood was never going to give Asian actors a chance to do anything but martial arts movies and like foreign, you know, foreign esque cinema. He was like, they're never going to give a, a romantic lead to a male to an Asian an, an Asian actor at all. He's like, it's not, Asian woman might could get one. There's not going to be a male Asian lead in the movie. And then he came out of retirement because he saw uh, that movie, which I never saw, but I heard good things about uh, crazy rich Asians. And he mm-hmm. said, maybe now is the time to, to try again and landed this movie and another one as well around the, b- last year. But yeah, landed yep. this film and fucking crushed it. Absolutely crushed it. And he got to play a romantic lead. He got to play a lot of things in the movie and he nailed all of it. Um, apparently there's one section of the movie that it, I, I liked already, but apparently it is a huge... Uh, homage to Wong Kar Wai's um, "In the Mood for Love," mm-hmm. and I didn't even know that because I've never seen that movie. And now is it, is it the I want to watch that. The one I'm thinking of, yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's what I, that's what I'm pretty sure it is too. And now I want to watch that movie because that part of the movie ruled. And if this yeah. is an homage to that, then I gotta see it. Yeah, uh, he, I mean, was amazing in this movie. Like I loved him he, on screen. He's just a fucking incredible presence. Like dude just came out of nowhere after being gone for like 20 years and just fucking kills it in this film. Yeah. Um, the only complaint I've heard about the movie from just one other person, I kind of agree with this, is that sometimes when he's speaking English, it's a bit hard to follow what he's saying because he's speaking very fast and in an accent. You know what is weird? My first, I've seen it twice now. The first time watching it, I never had any problems understanding him. The second time was when I started to have issues. I don't know what that was about, but yeah, I do. I do kind of agree with that. He's like, and I think maybe a part of it is being out of the acting game for so long. Um, but yeah. I mean, with I, I want to watch it again with subtitles because I will buy this movie on a physical media. It's that. Oh good. yeah, for sure. I hope and, that somebody like 
Arrow or somebody does like a really cool release of it because I will be there. Or A24 probably will. But yeah, I'll be there for it. And I want to see a cool subtitle design that incorporates the fact that they slip between between uh, Chinese or I guess Mandarin and English so quickly. Yeah. I want to see that does that. Yeah. But the movie is great. It's very funny. Mm. It's very um, poignant. It is... The performances are great. The visual effects... I read that they were done by just like five guys and not the fast food chain, five, you know, human beings or um, Cro-Magnon beings. And it's it's just transcendent. I mean, I, I want people who have seen the movie. I have been saying my full honest opinion about because I they have seen it. They understand. I don't want to overhype it for anybody else. So I'll keep it at that. Um, and I will just say that it is, it's been a, hasn't really been much of a year for movies, but it is the movie to beat for the year at least. And yeah. I will just keep it at that because I have a lot grander things to say about the movie, but that's, that's kind of what I'll say is it's really good. It's the movie to beat. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I might consider even saying a third time if I, if I um, have the time. It really reminded me of of uncut gems uh, when it started off, yeah. and also the whole way through, just it keeps the pressure up. There's no like resting is when we really. But I think that yeah. where it differs from uncut gems is when you said poignant, that's actually a very good point. It it lets it doesn't go. It's not a dark movie by any by any means. No. It's not a dark film. It's a hopeful film with a, with a, a a good message. I think um, at the core of it, but and also, but it's it's this grandiose vision but it's all about a very human story connections between a, a small group of people and how they manifest and that's what makes it great is that it, it just fucking drills down on this relationship and you you just feel it and yeah. performances fucking knocked out of the park michelle yo give this woman more work um because she's great i yeah. love her and i love her and everything but she's been really good no one's seen it really i guess on star trek discovery she's kicking ass in that fucking show for three goddamn seasons now um, taking a, pr- a pretty thankless role and making it very big for herself. You gotta explain this to me real quick. Mm-hmm. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It's a great movie. You should see it. How popular is Star Trek Discovery? Because I, I, you are the only person I've ever heard say a single word of it in yeah. real life. I've seen some Twitter stuff about it, and even that's fair, mm-hmm. sparse. How big is the show? I mean, Star Trek fans are watching it for sure. Like, we're, but we starved. We out here. We, we're begging for anything. We got. We got a cup out. You know, give us anything, yeah. sir. Um, but I think that the. Uh, I think that I'm just not sure, Seth, on how much streaming is legit and how much is money laundering for or for something. Because you look at Netflix's output and you're like, who is watching this garbage? And I feel like yeah. there's there's an answer out there somewhere that's a very dark answer. So I don't know. I can't speak to how popular Discovery actually is, but I think it's a show that was bad in the first season, got better in the second season, was pretty good in the third season until it lost me at the end. And I guess we'll see with these two spinoffs that are coming out, or three spinoffs that are coming out. But that's what I'm confused about, is nobody talks about it, but that show has continued to make seasons. And I'm assuming the budgets are relatively high. Yeah. I mean, it's not, not a low-budget show. Um, they made a whole Picard show that the, I've actually heard more about Picard than I have Discovery because people will just talk about how bad it is. It was not good. And now Discovery is getting like three spinoffs. And there's also that animated show, Lower Decks. Lower Decks rules, though. Lower Decks kicks fucking ass. I got to watch that one. I, I have it on my list. That one's uncontested good fucking television right there. Good to know. Um, but yeah, I think that I don't know what's going on with Star Trek. 
um, they're giving Michelle Yeoh her own spinoff now, so she's getting her own fucking yeah. show. So I'll, I'll watch that for sure. She's going to play the evil Star Trek thing, Section 31, so I'll, I'll be curious to see that nice. when it comes out. I think that's what it is. I'm, I mean, that's what her character does in the show, so I'm pretty sure it's what it'll be. Um, but yeah, I just I can't recommend uh, uh, Michelle Yeoh enough as, as an actress. Yeah. She's great. And she gets to kick some ass in the movie again. She gets to fucking show off her martial arts skills. In the Star Trek? Well, in both, yeah. In, oh, in that okay. And everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, everything everywhere else at once. She gets to do it. And Jamie Lee Curtis has a bunch mm-hmm. of fun. Um, Stephanie Sue, who I'm a huge fan of. I've only seen her in two things before this, and she was phenomenal. And this is so much bigger than things she's done before, so I'm very happy for her. And then, of course, James Hong, who is just one of the all-time great people yeah. to see in anything and people who try to detract, detract from his filmography can fuck off because the guy is so good james hong is a legend i saw him in so many fucking things in the 90s growing up as a kid and his voices and everything too yeah it's a fucking legend like come on i mean his his performance in big trouble in little china alone is legendary what is there to say you know also, we gotta got shout out to our boy Biff Whiff. This movie shows up for us. Biff Whiff, two million dollars. That's his rate. <laughs> <clears throat> um, a considerable amount of the budget went just to paying Biff Whiff yeah. to be in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was just gonna say it's it's a fucking good movie. It's probably it's it's, it's I'm, I'm evaluating, but I'm pretty sure it's of course best movie I've seen so far this year, and it might be in a, the top ten list of the ones I've ever seen, maybe. That's the thing I was trying not to say, but yeah, I'm I'm very much with you. I'd have to I'd have to evaluate a little bit, but yeah, it's a good movie, <laughs> um, and I'm I'm excited to see what these guys do next, man. I don't want I'm not try, I'm not I don't try to put too much pressure on directors because I think you can always like it's not like the next thing they have to do has to be better than this. Mm-hmm. But I'm very excited about their style, and I think they'll probably keep making cool shit. So yeah, yeah. It, it, Think about that. What I, what I just said though for a second. It reminds me of the trailer for what is it, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah. Uh, where Pedro Pascal asks, uh, uh, what his favorite movie is, and he's like, you can't just have just one favorite movie. Yeah. Because I probably have like twenty favorite movies to be honest. Like it depends on what I'm thinking about at the time. You can't just have one favorite of anything. I don't think. You know. Yeah. Have you ever seen the the David Lynch clip clip where someone's like, or he's like. Uh, Eraserhead is my most spiritual film. And the guy's like, can you elaborate on that? And he says, no. Yep. Today I recommended this movie to a friend. And they were like, can you give me a a two-sentence summary? And I just sent them that clip of David Lynch saying no. (laughs) I'm like, just go see the movie. Don't worry about the rest. It's a long, it's a two-hour, 20 minutes. But here's the thing. We've we've talked for a long time about how we hate those long movies. Yeah. But this one earns it. This one earns it. This is one of the only movies in recent memory where I did not even mind the uh runtime being too long there was never a moment where i was like bored or distracted my attention was on the screen at all times like it's just how it is there's there's slow moments in some movies there was not anything that was like that i was i was in it the whole time yeah like i went and saw that movie uh recently x which is good loved x so good it was my movie of the year until this came out and blew fucking shit out of it but there were a couple moments where I was like, all right, you're kind of flagging here a little bit. Pick, get, get you back into the game yeah. here. Pick up a little bit. Some of these it's long weird because that movie is not very long. <laughs> it's not. But I just don't like these long, slow shots of, you know, establishing of what the what areas look like. This movie, none of that, baby. We are in it and we are going. Like, it, we, the movie starts and it fucking never stops. And so I, I or slows yeah. down. So I, I appreciate that. 
Um, anything else you want to say about movie stuff? Any, any more praise you want to keep on there? Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm very excited to. If I don't see it in theaters again, I'm definitely going to watch it a hundred times when I get it on Blu-ray or something. I'm so excited for that. I'll say this, and this is just this is not even a spoiler because it's in the trailer. It's it's the premise of the film is multiverse shenanigans, right? Um, this movie came out like what two weeks before Doctor Strange, and it's just going to eat its lunch. On yeah, Doctor Strange whole comes premise. out in I think like May sixth or something. So yeah, like a, a like a three or four weeks, and yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be hard because like yeah, obviously they're gonna do the multiverse better than Marvel. Marvel has all these expectations they have to live up to, and all this quality control they do on all their movies. So. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll what see. I'll say is... I am faithful that Sam Raimi will put, turn in maybe the best Marvel movie ever, though. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I mean, the audiences won't know this, because they, they're not going to see this movie, and the numbers will see Doctor Strange. But this movie does multiverse way more interesting than it's ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. And it understands the implications of that concept, you know? Yeah. Because there's a couple times in the movie where you see a bunch of multiverses, and you're like, oh my god. But then there's one scene, I think in the last third of the movie, where they really flash through... I mean, maybe they flash through 50, 60 of them in a mm-hmm. in a quick quick shot, and it is crazy some of the stuff they came up with. It is. Um, so yeah, check it out. Beautiful movie. Yeah. And yeah, love it. Love it. Man, after that, let's see. What else has been going on? What has happened? I feel like, I feel like, I feel like I'm in this time where like everything's happening and it's, it's everywhere uh. and... It's all happening at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. It's like there's Interesting. something something to that. Um, um I mean I guess more Go ahead. Unions. Right. Unions have been winning. Mm-hmm. Um Verizon and several more Starbucks have unionized. Yeah. Or not I shouldn't say not not all of Verizon. One Verizon retail store in Washington. But still a, That's a Verizon store. It's more than we had before, yeah. right? That's very true. Uh, it's very heartening to see union victories because for so long, like when, when Democrats abandoned labor back in the 80s and then they just kind of died, you know, for, for 30 years there, unions have been slowly dying. It's nice to see them picking back up again because you barely ever saw most unions were manufacturing based. And as America lost manufacturing jobs, the unions went with them. But I think we're finally now seeing retail unions showing up in in force in places and that's great we need retail unions because most people probably are working retail that would have working manufacturing you know 40 years ago are now working in a store somewhere selling shit so i think that we, we need to get on that because the goal of, of corporations has forever been to drive down the level of skill needed to do that job so they can use fire people willy-nilly and replace them at any moment which is bad for organizing labor if you can be replaced in any moment. Um, but I think we're now getting to the point where the pandemic has fucked things up enough, enough people are fucking dead, that people can finally make demands on, on their employers they couldn't before. Yeah. Um, another interesting article that we saw this week was a Wall Street Journal opinion that said that the, or the title is An Unintended Consequence of Student Debt Relief. Which already lets you know this is some bootlicker opinion who's trying to get you to think that people not being in debt is bad. Um, subtitle is, Will Young Americans Volunteer for the Armed Forces in Adequate Numbers? And it's very funny that this article calls this an unintended 
consequence. There should be like an unintended consequence of student debt. Right. Which is very much intended. Mm-hmm. They love that they can get a fair amount of low-income people to be in the armed forces by putting them into perpetual debt. That's Or giving them the, the threat of perpetual debt if they don't do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's very funny to me if you think about what, what's, what I was actually saying for a moment is that people know the military sucks and don't want to join it. Unless you're a psychopath, yeah. I think. And you want to murder people, you don't join the military, pretty much. There's yeah. any number of other, you know, jobs you could take instead, unless they don't exist. Because we, we require a fucking college degree for everything nowadays. And so, yeah. working at a fucking Starbucks requires a goddamn uh, uh, bachelor's degree at this point. So, yeah. the military is where you go in, in a lot of cases. Yeah, and it's just, it's really funny. I, I like the way you put that. Like the American military is so unpopular, you have to offer someone... You have to essentially offer them like eighty to ninety thousand dollars to even want to join. Yeah, it's. I mean, because here's the thing: nobody wants to get shot at, and I think most people yeah. don't want to shoot anybody. I think that a lot, yeah. most human beings, do not want to do violence on one another. Uh, thankfully, right? Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about this last week because I really think that I want to say ninety nine, but I'll just say ninety five to be fair. I think ninety five percent of people would not be able to kill someone mm. even if like unless it was under absolute life or death scenarios i don't think yeah. most people will be able to do it by yeah. far like if it's if it's for some reason you're in a fucking a knife fight with somebody um like it's you know in a fucking dark alleyway somewhere maybe but consciously trying to go kill someone without being pro- being provoked is hard and the military has all these fucking things boot camp is here to, to break you down psychologically and build you back up into a thing that will pull the trigger when told to because people don't yep. naturally want to kill one another i don't think it's it's if you if you do you have some sort of mental thing going on that is not right uh but could be fixed they don't want that. it would make you that way um and in fact there was some study done at one point that said that most soldiers before before we instituted like modern day boot camp techniques didn't pull the trigger they are are, are are intentionally aimed you know away from the enemy and didn't fire at them on purpose because they yeah. just people don't want to kill it's as simple as that you know it's good that's a good thing yeah i agree and yeah i think the amount of people i actually saw this i'm gonna spoil the beginning of the movie ambulance for anyone okay. who's interested All right. but it, it was so it was actually so real realistic is that the setup of the movie Ambulance is that Yaya Abdul-Mateen's character and Jake Gyllenhaal's character are brothers, but that's because Jake Gyllenhaal's family took him in when he was young because his mm-hmm. family like, you know, wasn't good or whatever. So they've been brothers their whole life, and they robbed banks together. But uh, Yaya's character does not want to do that anymore, and so whatever. He goes to talk to him to ask him for a little bit of money, and he's like, hey, do this bank heist. It's the trailer. And he has, like, a crew. They need one more guy. Obviously, that ends up being his character. Um, but one of the characters is this jack-booted fucking long beard, sunglasses, backwards hat, tactical gear, everything guy. Operator-looking like, dude, right? Exactly. And he's constantly talking shit about Yaya. He's like, this guy can't do shit. He's, he won't pull the trigger. He's a, he, he's lame. He won't be able to get the job done. And once shit goes down after the robbery, the, the jack-booted dude is fucking out there firing his AR at the police officers and then within minutes is completely taken out of the the heist for the rest of the movie Com- yeah. completely destroyed by by bullets and uh everything and it was just funny i just thought that was so realistic because i feel like all those guys who you know talk about 
be, being so cool or like they're oh I'm, i can fucking kill anything i can kill yeah. i can fight a gorilla those kind of guys they they're they they would not last right i think it's interesting because like yes realistically if you try and if you try and like solo the fucking police the swat team your ass is gonna get fucking murdered pretty fucking fast you are not you know you're not fucking captain america out here you ain't fucking you ain't even hawkeye all right calm down uh, you need to fucking go home um, yeah but i love those guys who, who are like all macho and shit have a, have like th- 10 guns they got their fucking their bulletproof vest and they're fucking walking around being like when the time comes man i'm gonna fucking fight the police and fight the government and shit and it's like dude the government would murder you without even a fucking they would just drop a missile on your ass and go home Exactly, they drone strike you. Like, what right. are you talking about? Actually, Seth, I hold on. I got, I got a headline for you. Oh no, I, I love a headline. <clears throat> I love a headline. Vamp, real quick. Uh, so the weather has been crazy, y'all. I know that everyone lives right next to me, so you understand how crazy the weather has been because it's the same for everyone. But man, it was so hot this weekend. It was blistering. And then this morning I wake up and it's... Okay. (laughs) Here's the headline from the New York Times. Man, they're really killing us on the the podcast. Well, that last one was Wall Street Journal. Oh, sorry. Well, New York is killing it because it's all New York. Um, Drone crews have killed more people than nearly anyone else in the military in the past decade. But, Seth, go ahead and tell me, what do you think is about to come next? After this bullet, what's coming next? But... Is that a good thing? <laughs> Close. But they seldom get the same recovery periods or mental health screenings as other fighters. The unseen scars of those who kill via remote control. Wow. <laughs> Are your fucking feelings hurt because you blew up a wedding? Ooh, what suck for you? So bad. Take a time out. Go home for two weeks. Yeah. This sounds like the plot of one of those, um, one of those conservative filmmakers. I thought they're gonna do something. Oh, this is like, oh look, we do care about mental health of the the drone strikers. We want these guys to be okay. Yeah, isn't that great? That's what I'm concerned about. Really, is the mental health of folks who blow up children and, and women every day via fucking uh, remote control. That's that's what I'm concerned about. Ugh, um, man. The internet is a bad place. Remember that fucking, remember that plot line in Jack, in, in not Jack Reacher, what, what was it? Fucking Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Oh my God. That we watched four episodes of and it just, it got too much. It was, it was, it just us. It was too much. But yeah, that was where the guy like, oh, <laughs> and the lady is like, God saved us because the drone pilot blew up. These two guys are attacking us. Fucking they dedicated good. all of season two to Bolivia. No, no, it's um, Venezuela. Venezuela, sorry. Right. Um, because that was the biggest threat in America's eyes at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, really concerned about Venezuela. You know, really, really going to cause some problems down there for who? I don't fucking know. The oil companies, I guess. Uh, let's see here. Here's some news that's going to suck for all the gamers out there. Gamer alert. Gamer alert. Uh, Ukraine produces 50% of the world's, of the world's neon gas which is used in semiconductor production, and they just shut down. They can't make it anymore. Oh, I thought it was, you said it would be using, like, neon lights. No. <laughs> I was like, gamers can't have their lights. This is this is a much more serious concern, I guess, but yeah. yeah. Pretty fucked up. Um, that does, the, the gaming 
and especially PC gaming. I'm glad I got in when I did, because man, is it impossible these days. Yeah, it's gonna, it'll take me like six months wages to fucking buy a goddamn graphics card. Hey, if you're a gamer out there getting married, that's the new wedding ring. Fuck, yeah. get a fucking get an, a, a diamond a diamond ring. Get her a goddamn uh, or him. A GTX thirty. That's right. Just drop that when you when you get get down on one knee, pull that thing out of your pocket and just drop it on their head. <laughs> Big fucking Chico jeans. Ugh, here we go. <laughs> what is with the Chico jeans? What? <laughs> Because they had the big pockets. Remember, they had the modular pockets that you make on them? <laughs> that was a good pull. Proposing in Jinko jeans, man. Pull. Like a fucking, like a juggalo out here or some shit. Um, oh, that's why they wear those, because they can fill them full of Faygo. Exactly. They have as many Faygo cans and bottles as they want. Um, speaking of things that are also too old, Diane Feinstein is mm-hmm. 80-something years old and is now being reported on the Hill that she is having trouble remembering people's names that she has ta- been talking to for decades and that she is struggling to follow conversations. That but is not good. She does not acknowledge this is happening and the other Democrats are protecting her, saying that's not true. This lady's been married three times. Yeah. Damn. Get it, Feinstein. Her 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 husband she has now has been married to him for forty years. No. Yeah, yeah, yes. Forty. Forty two years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's wow. been married to this one motherfucker longer than I've been alive. Richard Blum. Any relation to Jason Blum? About Blumhouse. That's not that's who Jason Blum is. I, wow, I'm I yeah, that's what I meant, so of course. I'm you know what I mean? So fucking I know what I'm talking yeah. about. No, he only had three daughters. Never mind. It'd be interesting. But yeah, that is um that's something the Democrats keep doing. Is they they're like they gotta protect this old ass person for no reason. Mm-hmm. This person is not the not progress, which is again, the Democrats don't want progress, but they want to seem like they want progress. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's the thing that frustrates me about any political conversation I have these days. It's, it's just every single side. The two parties we have are the most annoying fucking parties in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want to. Nobody wants to actually get anything done. Yeah. And it is so it's so frustrating. And I don't know if it, I don't know when slash if it'll ever get better. Well, here's an interesting thing as well. <clears throat> uh, Biden is not doing so hot when it comes to everything. Um, yeah. Except for Afghanistan. Still, shout out to my man. Get us out of there. Good job. Yeah. It turns out that he is losing approval rating very fast with certain key groups. 18 Such 30, as young people. Yes. 18 and 34. Negative 19 points. No college negative 20. Hispanic minus 26. Black minus 30. I saw somebody, I think they're like a senior editor at Vox or something, and they tweeted like, um, all these, like the, like, the support that Biden is losing, I don't really understand it just yet. I've seen a lot of theories, but none of them really hold water for me. And I'm like, really? I don't, you don't need a theory to understand why they're losing support. They are not doing shit. Right. That is the problem. It is, you can sit around and theory craft all you want, but life is not getting better. And we are at the point in a presidency where 
if you don't see any marked improvement in your life, you're going to stop supporting the people that you have. Like yeah. that's just how it is. That is bottom line. Vox Media, if you're listening, that's that's your headline. Life has gotten. If, if for some people it's stagnated, for a lot of people it's gotten worse. And yeah. if that's the say, if that's the case, it doesn't matter what you are on the face. It doesn't matter that you pretend to be the party of progress and you're the party of non-racist, non-sexist, non-homophobic people. Even though you Democrats are all those things. Um, if you're not doing anything, um, it doesn't matter. People are yeah. people will naturally like someone who is doing something more than someone who isn't. And and if both your options are doing nothing, people will just stay home, and then you'll yeah. lose. Yeah, because like, people who won't stay home are old conservatives. They will go home. They'll go out because they've had this luxury of, called um, I think it's pronounced re- retirement, retire <laughs> re- retirement. Yeah, they yeah. get to have that. Mm-hmm. Um, which most other people don't get to have. <laughs> when do you think that retirement's going to be changed around to the Blade Runner definition of retirement? Where they kill you? They just kill the androids, yeah. When Soon? are we getting that? <laughs> Weeks? Weeks, maybe? It is funny, because uh, Ezra Klein of Vox was even incredulous at this today. He was like, he said that Child poverty, which was a big promise on the Biden campaign, that we, we would reduce child poverty by half. Well, not only are we not doing that anymore, we're going backwards. And in yep. fact, they're going to we're double... We're taking more money from children. They're going to double child poverty from where it was when he took office with their oh policies. Instead of having it, they're doubling it. Not back to where it was, to more than it used to be. I gotta say something. I saw a video yesterday of from the 1930s of a three-year-old chimney sweep yeah this this man put on his boots and went no i say man because he's probably more of a adult than i am put on his boots and went to work every day if you don't fix this the republicans are going to come in and say all right three-year-old chimney sweeps again child poverty will be erased children are getting paid yeah i I mean I've seen some folks saying that, like, oh, the the, the Republicans are going to come in. They're going they're going to offer a solution that'll fix this, for, and, and it could be lies or not. I'm like, no, they're not. They're not going to do that. They're not going to give a fucking solution. They don't give a shit. They don't, they don't have to give you a, a solution. It doesn't matter anymore because they already won years ago, and we're just pretending they didn't. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't understand this this line of thinking. I will say yeah, I mean, this: the fact is, we had for. I say we in the the royal sense, but people to get Joe Biden elected president. They had to have like historic voter turnout. Like during a pandemic, people who probably wouldn't have voted in the first place did go out because they were like, okay, I'll vote for the blue party and they'll fix my fucking life, I guess. And like you said, and like you said, that's not gonna happen again. And it and they still barely beat Trump. It was not landslide by any any measure. If you don't have that again and somehow get all those people to vote for you again. You're 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 completely fucked. Yeah, like Biden won the presidency, but if you look at the down down ballot, the fucking Democrats barely held on in the House. Yep. Barely won the Senate, and I'm telling you yeah. why. Right now, the only fucking reason they won was Donald Trump. Yeah. And what have they done with it? Right. Where we're sitting on all of their massive success right now, <laughs> and they'll say, "Oh, but mansion, but cinema." Guess what, idiot? If your political system can be undone by one or two people, it's a bad fucking system. Yeah. Guess what? 
Mansion has bones. Yeah. Those can be taken care of, okay? Like, you you can't just hide behind these things. Mansion has children in Minecraft. Just saying. Probably. <laughs> I mean, LBJ used to call people to his office, to the Oval Office, to scream at them in, in the White House until they fucking relented. Yeah, show him his balls. He's <laughs> like, look he, how big these things are. He would talk to them while he was taking his shit. To get to like a power move, door open, yelling at them while he's taking a fucking shit. But that's only half of it. He had allies in office that would threaten to be like, hey, the pork barrel shit we used to do, we're taking it out of your district. You will not get money for your people and you will lose your next election. We will hurt you if you if you don't go along with us. And we ended that. So now basically what happened was in like 2000 and I think it was like seven or eight Congress passed a, a reform bill that got rid of pork barrel stuff ever, everywhere. We can't just hand out jobs to districts now to, for, for political favors. It doesn't happen anymore. And the result is nothing fucking works because we needed that shit to get anything done. You had to be able yeah. to threaten people and reward them. Carrot and stick. You don't have it anymore. It's all over. Yeah. That sucks. Sad <sighs> we can't bribe each other anymore. It sucks that we had to bribe, but it did work. I mean, you know, it was effective. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's something funny though. Let's 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 pivot away. Let's put up some funny politics for a second. So, Seth, so you probably don't know who the fuck Max Boot is, do you? Max Boot. Didn't we talk about him last week? Not, not no. It's been a while since Max Boot. Okay, Max Boot. No, I've not read any of his books, sadly. Yeah. He tweeted today, Remember when you were young and your sister would have her friends over and you would try to piss loud AF so they thought you had a big dick? Um, I didn't have a sister growing up, so yeah. I guess I can't really... I mean, I don't even think as a child, I don't even think my child brain thought that loud piss meant big dick. Mm. I don't I don't think that was a thing. Yeah. In fact, I feel like the louder your piss, maybe the smaller your dick would be. Because right. it would have to travel farther mm -hmm. and gravity would make it accelerate quicker. Expand on this theory. Well, because if your dick is big, it's closer to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. So it gets affected by less gravity as it travels down. Sure. So and you don't, you I don't guess, think a, a bigger dick would have more more pushing power? I don't think that the power of your your urethra would come from it your dick not. size. I think that would just come from the power of your urethra. I, think it's I feel like diaphragm or something, right? It's up, it's up, when, you, yeah. when you piss, it comes from inside your body. Not I'm your sure dick. you could train it. but well, squeeze it. Well, yeah, I'm saying I'm sure you could train it so you could piss really fucking hard. Mm, yeah. But, yeah, that wouldn't... Um, I would not even as a child, but I believe no. that would make, make your, your dick big. I don't um, know. I don't think this would have. No, this was just, this was just, this was just Max Boot, I think. This was Max just Boot's favorite outfit is a formal attire with his weird fedora that he wears crooked. He <laughs> likes to wear it at a slant. Yeah. I see five different pictures. You're not a fucking right Cary Grant motherfucker. Go home. Yeah. Your name is Max Boot. Take off your fucking fedora, idiot. He's a Russian-American author. Yeah, I never fucking heard of this guy. He's He writes for the Washington Post? Yeah. What the fuck? What is... Are there any good publications? Am I thinking... Am I missing any that are actually good? 
I mean, good newspapers. It's not a newspaper, but I mean, the closest you'd probably get is like the Jacobin, maybe, I guess, possibly. But even then, yeah. they write some fucked up shit sometimes. Uh, Telesur is kind of okay. I don't know. Yeah. Uni- Univision. Sure. Univision. So, yeah, I don't know. I've lost a lot of faith in that, especially since all those newspapers are owned by fucking billionaires now. Oh, yeah. Washington Post, I believe, is owned by Bezos. Yep. Um, yep. I guess... Do you want to talk about himself? We're going to talk about best friend of the podcast, Elon Musk. We got to have like Who, a six-month moratorium on this man at some point. I love how he's... What he did was, I guess he just called someone he knows at Twitter because, you know, he was at one point their largest single shareholder. Um, and he was like, $53 billion. And then he hung up. Yeah. And they were like, because the thing about this offer he made, but in case you didn't know, he offered to buy Twitter for $53 billion or 43 something like that. I think it was 43 And... But the thing is, it's it was an unsolicited offer. Right. He just basically said, "Hey, I'll buy you guys." Oh wait, you don't want to be bought? Well, I'm still going to tell everyone that I want to buy you. Right. And that's basically all that happened. It was so weird how, and his he said he had a quote where he was like, "I want to buy Twitter, um, because if I don't, then it'll be the end of civil liberty or some some crazy sweeping statement mm-hmm. of like it'll be the end of like free speech in America if right. I don't get to own Twitter." Yeah, well, there was a response from Twitter, and it was to put like a, a, to say that if we if you do try and buy us, we're going to issue a shitload of stock and dilute the value of your stock. A poison pill is the is what's called yeah. technically. Well, tweet, Elon Musk tweeted about the poison pill, and all of a sudden now there's a million fucking guys who yesterday had no idea what a poison pill is, and are now using it in every fucking tweet. Yeah. He's also like he also used the phrase fiduciary duty. Like if you do this, you'll be betraying your fiduciary duty to your shareholders. And now that's in every fucking tweet too, which doesn't make any sense. Like I'm not even a shareholder, but if you are a shareholder, it's not like it's not like you are begging for the company to get bought. The company doesn't have to be bought to make money. Mm-hmm. Like it's such a weird idea that um, they're failing by not being bought. It's also insane to me because Twitter. This is any company, if you come to them sight unseen saying, I'll pay X amount of dollars, your response is always more. You don't ever say, okay, we agree to the first offer you made. No, you always go more. Yeah. Because if he's willing to pay 43, what about 53? You know? What about exactly. 63? He's, he can't, we constantly hear what his fucking net worth is. So, you know, put it out there, my man. Yeah, I mean, how high will he go? I mean, and it's Twitter's fiduciary fucking duty to squeeze him for as much as much money as possible. Um, yeah. It'd be crazy to just say, oh, yes, please, Elon, take us for the first offer you made. No way. That's not how it works. Because his response, yeah. his response to, their, to them saying no was a hostile takeover of Twitter, which is, in business world, bad fucking form. Again, you negotiate. The hostile takeover is the is the last resort of of trying to acquire something. It's it's just a, yeah, it, it's dumb, and uh, and I hate I just hate Elon Musk. I just I know I fucking hate that he does stuff that 
I feel necessary to talk about. I feel like we might we might do it. We might do the six month no Elon talk. Like I alternate between hating him and feeling almost not sorry for him, but feeling like, feeling like this is a pitiful, this is a pitiable person. Yeah, I've said it once. I'll say it again. The saddest thing about him and other billionaires, but him specifically, is that no matter how much money he makes, the only thing he wants to be is funny on Twitter. Yeah, and he just isn't. There are people who make zero dollars a year who are ten times funnier than him on Twitter. Yeah. Because they are funny people. And he does not want to accept that he's not a funny person. He just he his life has no fulfillment in it. You know, he can he can bang all exactly. the models he wants and fuck and have kids with weird fucking goth girls and shit forever. But doesn't give him anything, I guess. Yeah. He's doing shit, kind of Comedy shit. comes from struggle. Yeah. Like there's some comedy that doesn't, but almost every comedian, even if they do get rich, like really rich and still are remain funny, they started with some kind of struggle. Mm. And he just doesn't have that. I mean, if you look at his history, his parents are slave owners. <laughs> like yeah. there's just nothing nothing to really latch onto there. Yeah. So it, it's just, And it's funny. It's really funny. I, I sometimes I do look at his tweets and I'm like, he he really is trying. He thinks this is working. He probably has a team around him that is helping him make these fucking tweets. Um, yeah. But he has plenty of sycophants who will say, oh, Elon, you're so funny, lol, 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 like Reddit, lay epic Reddit moment or whatever. He has those people, but it's not enough. It's like conservatives, you know? They own our political system. They own our, our courts and everything. But they, they're not happy because they want acceptance. They want to be celebrated in the mainstream culture, and they cannot yep. get it. And it kills them. It hurts them so much. All the power in the world, but as long, if people don't like you, for some people it doesn't work. You know, some people want to be feared, and some folks want to be loved. Like my big example of this is Dick Cheney wanted to be feared and did not give a single fuck what you thought of him as a person, as yeah. long as you were afraid of him and would do what he said. But Elon yeah. Musk, and if you didn't, he'd shoot you in the head. <laughs> right? Yeah, and never apologize. No, <laughs> <laughs> never apologize. Um, but Elon Musk, I'm not sure how he feels about fear, but he wants you to love him. He wants to be loved. Oh, yeah. And he's not getting it. So I feel, I kind of feel bad for him because you just can't get it, you know? And that, it's, hey, you know, maybe you Yeah, but also, stop. fuck you, yeah. Elon Musk, you piece of shit. He could at any moment choose to walk away from all this shit and live the best life anyone's ever lived forever, basically, with all his money and shit, but he just can't. So fuck him. Yeah. <sighs> That's my thing. That is my th- We've talked this before. That is my thing. Is truly and honestly, even though I think billionaires are a piece of shit, if I was one of them, I would just want to fucking get away from everything. I wouldn't want people looking at me. I would just fucking live a very sedentary lifestyle. Oh yeah, I would just have a, I would just have a, a house and some video games, and that would be it. I'd be that, fatter than I am now. That's all. Probably, I'd probably be way better. That's why in olden days the freaking royalty they were fat. Yeah, because they didn't have to do shit. They lived the life of actual kings. If they had to fuck, people would move their bodies and gyrate <laughs> it fucking for them. Yeah, that was baller shit. <laughs> All these fucking freaks who are like, I have a billion dollars and I eat a piece of asparagus every day and yes. celery, a bean at night. Yes, I do a thing where for six months out of the year I only drink water. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I, I get be my, having fucking duck larange, whatever the fuck that is, I'll every be night. That fucking dish that you got to cover your face to hide your shame from God when you eat it or whatever. <laughs> the bird you eat whole. Yes, 
I would be I would I would do no, I would be dead at the age fifty because I would have enjoyed my life so I'd do so much cocaine and every yeah, drug. It'd be like Caligula. Exactly. Are you kidding me? I don't get these fucking freaks who want to live forever with all this money. No, the earth is ending, fucker. You know it. Kill yourself yeah. by having fun first. Exactly. Get out of here. So eat fucking yeah. fried foods and catch every STD. Who gives a fuck? You can do you you, you can survive it. You'll be fine. Uh so yeah, I don't I it's not like that show Succession. I, I I know that it's a drama, but I cannot. I just can't understand the mentality of these people who are want to work. You know, because you meet the I other know. family. You know, at one point, who just hired Holly Hunter to do all that shit for them. That's that's what I would do. I would hire Holly Hunter and she could do the job for me instead. Yes, I would hire Holly Hunter. Yeah, um, if I had the opportunity. Not a character. I'd hire Holly Hunter. The actual Holly company. Hunter. She would do a better job than I would for sure. Did you know that Holly Hunter was the person they wanted to play the female lead in Evil Dead? Interesting. But the producer said, uh, and the, the, the what's his name? Dino DiMartino, whatever the guy's yeah. name. D- Dino De Laurentiis. Yeah. Who is an incredible producer. Yeah. And made a lot of good stuff. He nixed it because he said she was not hot enough to play the role. And weird probably stupid thing to say but also i'm i'm i mean the the, his reasoning is terrible but i kind of don't see holly hunter in that role she's great but i think for evil dead you kind of need i don't know the the type of actress they went like there's something about her that just feels more evil dead to me does she do horror at all i've never seen her in a horror movie i don't think i've never really seen horror holly hunter do horror before you start so i thought you were going to say jurassic park because there was a time in my life I thought she was in Jurassic Park in the Laura Dern role. You thought Laura Dern, two very different people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess when you're a stupid kid, who knows? Yeah. And you're like, no, this was when I was 25. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was an adult, a fully grown adult. Yeah. By the way, I want to say real quick, on, on our last politics note, at least for me, is when I look at replies these days to things to look for the dreck, the bad stuff, Generally speaking, most of the worst replies come from a certain kind of person. So if you want to guess what they have in their name uh, these days that identifies them as being an idiot. Lazy monkey. Nope. NFT. Think uh, more mainstream than that. Like a Marvel thing? The Ukraine colors. Oh, the Ukraine colors. People who just this year found out Ukraine is not a part of Russia are now suddenly geopolitics experts and it is showing in their tweets about everything else. They are the dumbest yeah. motherfuckers on the face of the earth. It's insane. Yeah. You mentioned it a little while ago, but the whole overnight expert thing gets old really fast. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really, cause like, honestly, uh, I mean, I may, I'm not perfect, but I do try to, I just try to keep my thoughts to myself. If I don't, if I don't think I have enough information. Right. Um, because, yeah, I don't want to be one of those overnight experts that are so annoying. Because one thing that I, I hate is people people who treat this war like it's, like it's, like it's team sports. Like, if you're, if you're not cheering on Russia or, or cheering on the Ukraine, you're for Russia. And it's like, no, dude, I don't support any war that's not the class war. Okay, I don't care about these two bourgeois countries fighting one another. Who I care about in this conflict are the, the Ukrainian and Russian proletariat who are getting chewed up and spit out by their, their country's militaries because of a pointless conflict, which is only be, which is not because Putin is an evil madman. Putin's not a good person, but he has material 
re- reasons for why he launched this invasion. He's not some. He's not a fucking James Bond villain. Okay, that's too simple. Don't be an idiot. It's not a Marvel movie. All right. There are reasons he will do things, and it's not that he's a bad, he's an evil person. Okay. And I hate the fact that if you express any kind of like depth or nuance to the situation, you're labeled as like a Putin supporter or whatever. Or yeah. my favorite part is being called a tanky, which yes, motherfucker, I am a tanky. And no tanky supports fucking Putin. He's a capitalist. Why would a communist ever support a capitalist? Fuck off. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the thing is that's why I've decided once again, I'm just keeping my mouth shut. I don't know. I think it is I think it is like you said, it's very hard to criticize almost anything without someone accusing you of being something you're not right you're just trying to point out that hey maybe there are nazis in ukraine but you know what if you say that you are a nazi all of a sudden so maybe we shouldn't uh, send them hundreds of dollars and and guns and bombs you know to the nazis maybe we shouldn't send them weapons you know yeah but you say that and you're canceled so maybe maybe we shouldn't demand a fucking uh, a, a no fly zone that'll start world war fucking three you know let's maybe not do that nope they don't want to hear that they don't want to hear nuance up to anything so it's just annoying it's been going on for weeks now anyways seth here we come to the ending part of the show where we ask what have you been doing i have for the second time seen everything everywhere all at once which i talked about earlier yeah um it is really really good and other than that, I have been watching Tokyo Vice, which is mm-hmm. great. Uh, Winning Time on HBO, also great. And I would like to give an anti-recommendation for Moon Knight on Disney+. Plus. Ooh. Uh, this show absolutely sucks shit and makes no sense. And it's just wasting every performance and every dollar that was spent on it has been completely wasted. The show is stupid and I hate it. So I've heard a lot, my, a lot of bad things. That is my anti-recommendation um, for a move for a show that I really hope they paid Oscar Isaac well for. Yeah, and Ethan Hawke as well. Yeah, and Ethan Hawke for sure. I have a question for you, actually, Seth. Yep. About LCS this year. Yes. I follow folks who watch it, and all I hear is that was stupid. That was bad. Clown shit happening constantly. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate in your opinion? It is if you're a fan of a little team called Cloud Nine, which I am. It is. And yeah, it is uh, pretty fucking embarrassing to be a a fan of that team right now. Mm -hmm. And especially after last night. So yeah, it was, it's just disgusting. They played like absolute shit. They couldn't beat a single good team in even one game. So yeah, it was bad. I have a tweet here, Seth, I'll discuss these real fast. Oh, no. It's from someone named Renato Perdigal Shakarez, who Uh says, Everyone is flaming C9 for the 0-3, but I'm pretty sure that by dodging MSI, they maintain a healthier work-life balance. This is all part of their system. Yeah. There's so much to unpack in that tweet. Um, (laughs) Essentially, whenever a North American team goes to MSI, which is the mid-season invitational, which is where... And unlike Worlds, only one team from each region gets to go to it. Mm-hmm. Whenever North American teams go there, it is not good. They normally get completely destroyed, even by the teams that they should technically be better than. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it's good for their mental health. And then the reason people talk about the systems of Cloud9 is because this year, Cloud9 hired a really good head coach who had really in- innovative drafts and was um, incredibly smart about the game. And then after three weeks, they fired him. Um, 
for essentially no reason. The only thing they've, they've cited is that he didn't fall in line with their systems. And that's all. And then ever since then, they uh, actually, after they fired him, they still played really well the whole season. And then as soon as the playoffs started, they absolutely sucked. So <laughs> that was it. That was the end of the story. It's not a good day to be a C9 fan, basically. No, not for a couple months. <laughs> um, I guess for me, what I've been doing is uh, I'm doing a rewatch of Breaking Bad, which is a, a show that rules. We all know this. It's, it's New Better Call Saul tonight. I have not caught up on the last like two seasons of Better Call Saul, so I gotta get in there. Yeah, you do. Um, but also, I started watching a new anime called uh, Spy X Family, which is a nice little comedy about kind of like James Bond-ish shenanigans and a telepathic child who can't tell anyone. And it's just very funny. I, I, I laugh a lot at some of the, the, the hijinks they get up to in the show, and I'm excited to watch more of it. There's only two episodes out right now, but they're, they're both very good. Um, so I recommend it if you're a fan of comedy. And also, I haven't watched it yet, but the new season of that show that Seth could not handle, uh, Kaguya-sama Love is War, is oh out now. God. And I've heard that it is even crazier than the last two seasons, which I'm excited for. I'm, I'm glad you're excited for it. <laughs> the only thing is, I gotta wait till the English dub comes out, because I am 1,000% an English dub guy. The jokes only work for me in English, with that announcer doing his fucking shit, so I am... I, I gotta watch it that way. Yeah. That's my only so if you had to do a tier list of all the languages, you would put English first. Because it's the one I speak, good. motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm sure the jokes are in Japanese are good, but you sometimes, like, you, I don't think you can get across the tone of that narrator if you were to t- take it back to Japanese. I don't think you could do it. Or maybe, maybe, he's, maybe it's the same in Japanese. I don't know. But maybe. I'm not going to find out because I'm an idiot and I can't learn new languages. So... so if you, if you could yeah, learn, I agree. You're an idiot. If you could learn one new language, what would it be? Korean. Why Korean exactly? Because I love so many Korean movies. Okay. And I would watch them without subtitles. Do you think that if right now, if right in the middle of this podcast, you were kidnapped out of your house and you were you were airdropped into to Korea, do you think you would learn Korean pretty quickly? And you couldn't leave the country. You're not allowed to leave. I mean, I guess I would learn it quickly if somebody offered to teach me. <laughs> but no, I'm like, you I don't think I you're just wandering the countryside, just some white dude. Conversationally, I might, I might be able to learn things like, you know, hello, yes, thank you, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd be able to string many sentences together. I've always wondered how folks learned other languages back in like a hundred or thousand years ago or whatever, when it was like, you know, trying to, like, when people came from, from, from Europe to the Americas, how in the fuck would that even work? How do we, how do we learn their language or, their, or them learn ours? Well, they de- that was when they were developing the languages. So if people who hadn't learned it yet, they just made up new words. And that's how you get the dictionary. You just point at things, you're like, rock. Yeah, yeah. you're like, that's a Xbox 360. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, when I was watching Everything Everywhere All at Once, there were sometimes they would say words that were in uh, a Mandarin, but it would just be an English word. They just, they, just, they just took from us, I guess. We're like, there were a couple of, I can't remember, like, Parasite, I think, was one of them. They said, it's, just, it's a Parasite. And I was like, oh, okay. They didn't, you don't have a word Parasite, I guess. You just use ours. Yep. That's cool. Borrowed. Like, in Spanish, computers, computadora. Hard work you do there, guys. Makes a lot, sense. A lot of effort you put in that one. Anyways, this has been the Lenials Podcast. I am Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find the things that I write about movies and television including a review I'm trying to craft for everything everywhere all at once, but it's much harder than I thought it was going to be. 
um, at indistinct-chatter.io. Uh, our art is done by Marcus Barkley. You can find on Instagram at Mr. Beaches. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell, who has been on our movie review episodes. He has a Twitch channel at the Ben Powell, where he streams currently Elden Ring and his own podcast called Southern Smackdown. You can lead a horse of water, but you can't make him get under it. Fuck the all the newspapers. We have stopped trying to solve our problems and are trying to outlive them. Mm. And from New Orleans to New York, that's the Podcast, baby. We're out. Out. <laughs>